Welcome to the Other Side of Potential podcast, hosted by Dr. Sharon Spano. Each weekly episode takes a deep dive into how successful family business leaders maneuver the unique dynamics between family and business. How do they align to face complex business challenges? How do they build and project generational wealth? In what ways do they pursue a lasting legacy? Join Sharon as she explores how these leaders adapt and respond to the complexity of life and business in our ever-changing world. Good morning. This is Dr. Sharon Spano welcoming you to the other side of potential. Today, I'm going to do a solo cast on a couple of things that I'm noticing out there in the world, and I'm sure many of you are too. We're certainly hearing more and more about these kinds of issues in social media and across the media in general, but I just want to tell you some things or offer you, I should say, some things to think about as you're hearing more and more about increased anxiety and depression and many of the residual effects that people are talking about as a result of COVID. And not only as a result of COVID, but as a result of so many of the transitions we're seeing in our world right now, really at a even more rapid pace than we could have imagined. Certainly the war, the economy, we're still suffering from so much of the division at a social level and you know around issues like healthcare and still the masking and not to mask. And it's hard to believe that this is just lingering on, but I just was on a conversation with my assistant yesterday and she shared an experience she had in a supermarket where someone questioned her wearing a mask and she was very offended by that because it's her choice, of course. So there are a lot of dynamics in the middle of our world and we're being asked to address and respond and consume more and more information. So I want to talk a little bit about something I've been finding myself having to share with many of my personal clients, and that is the dark night of the soul. Some of you may have heard that expression somewhere in your own journey, whether it be spiritual or otherwise, it's been written about by many great spiritual mystics. And there are many ways to think and talk about it, but basically it is a period in our lives where we feel overwhelmed, depressed, hopeless, despair, you know, all of these negative emotions that come up when we've fallen into the dark night of the soul. And what I want you to realize is that while all of this can feel very overwhelming and often to the point where we're questioning our purpose, our identity, much of it is very normal when we think of it in terms of developmental growth. Now, you've heard me talk about and you know that my work is grounded in human development and consciousness and human systems and things of all that nature. You've heard me say that there are 12 stages of human development that we are aware of in in our modern world. And, And it seems quite amazing when you think about there was a time in our history where we thought people didn't develop beyond, you know, like their adolescent years, because that was what we saw as concrete thinkers back in the day. What you saw was a baby become a toddler, you know, become a child, become an adolescent. And we used to think that people stopped developing, you know, at that age, which of course is absolutely ridiculous when you think about it. And the reason it's ridiculous is because we continue throughout our adult life to have many, many experiences that are actually opportunities for growth if we look at them and see them as such. 
So when you have a moment hit you, and it usually is an event, if you will, and often associated with some kind of loss or trauma, whether it be death in your family, a loss of money, a loss of business, relationships, or even burnout, as I stated a moment ago, we're almost catapulted into two options. One is to determine a meeting and learn from whatever has happened around us, which is very difficult, especially if we're in the grieving process, as we almost always are. And again, as a reminder, if we're at the achiever stage of development, which is where at least I believe the latest is still 68% of the American workforce anyway, is at the achiever stage, which is, let me see, that's the sixth stage of development. So that's halfway to the 12, which most people don't get to the 12. And there is nothing wrong with being at the achiever stage. I want to just offer that quickly. Each stage has a purpose and each stage is meaningful. One is not better than the other. But what we do know is that there is work to be done around having the most robust experience of whatever stage you're at. So when people experience a transition or some form of loss, developmental movement can occur, not always will, we can get stuck. And usually that stuckness will look like uh, falling into a conversation around a victimization. I'm a victim of what's happened to me versus really leaning into what does this mean in my life and what good can I bring forth from it? And I know from personal experience that is very difficult to do, particularly if you've lost a loved one. But even within those most tragic losses, there is opportunity for growth and future development. So we look at the transition and we seek to make meaning. And the dark night of the soul, as it's often been referred to, and my experience of working with clients and even in my own life, is often just an outcome of moving through this transition. And I often liken that to what most of us can identify with that gawky kind of sensation and feeling of not fitting in, not belonging, being uncertain, not knowing who you are, that we go through when we move from like middle school, or rather elementary school into middle school. To me, that's just a very concrete example. When we see our kids or our loved ones moving through those early childhood experiences into the middle school years, or even the adolescent years, where there's such uncertainty That is just part of them growing up. And then it happens again and again and again throughout our lifetime. So what I want to say about that is the opportunity is to lean in and again, seek meaning, trust that the process is what it is. You might need someone outside of yourself to walk alongside with you and help you just determine, you know, what the meaning is or what is actually going on. Because one of the things that I see when people are moving through this developmental cycle is they can get very confused about their life and their decision-making. And that is not necessarily a bad thing. Confusion for many of you that are at the achiever stage and are used to, you know, just moving as fast as you can and pressing the envelope and achieving results. For many of you, developmental movement can look like a period of submission and literally being brought to your knees in every area of your life such that you don't know if you're coming or going. And the only thing you can do is submit. 
if you're a spiritual person, if you're a man of God, whatever form that looks like for you, we often understand that we have to let go of our plans, our need to control, our need to design everything and accept the fact that there might be something bigger going on around us. And only when you submit can you really lean in and witness yourself and develop a higher level of awareness such that you can make sense of this transitional period in your life. Now, for those of you that are in a relationship, this can get really muddy because you're often, most often, at a different transition point with your significant other. So I was talking to a friend of mine the other day as an example, who's we have a mutual friend who just went through a significant loss. And I was trying to help her understand that The husband and wife would be grieving in different ways, and they would move through the transition of grief and mourning, uh, not only in different ways, but at different paces. And so that's something that we have to recognize and acknowledge that we're not always at the same pace of developmental movement or transition or grief or loss as even those people closest to us experiencing that same level of transition. And the reason for that is because we start out at different levels of development. So it's not uncommon, for instance, for one partner to be at an earlier stage than another for a variety of reasons. So we want to be cognizant of that. And we want to be cognizant that our worldviews are changing and that most of the beliefs, or at least many of the beliefs that we've held throughout our lifetime may now feel like they're being challenged. And that's why the identity, it's almost like an identity crisis kicks in. The outcome though, if you can stick with it and do the work, and by the work, I mean, you're learning how to be more self-reflective. You're learning how to develop higher levels of awareness. You know, what is the emotion you're feeling? Perhaps what is the underlying current of that emotion and where is it linked to the circumstance you're experiencing or even past experiences, particularly if there's been trauma in your life or in your family line. We always want to be looking to make meaning. And by that, I mean understanding what the lesson is in this moment of your life, not necessarily interpreting it as bad or good, because this is a time for integration. The dark night of the soul allows us to look at all experiences outside of judgment and to integrate them with one another, good, bad, and indifferent. We integrate them in so that we become more of a whole self. A very complex conversation, but just some things that I wanted to throw out. And I'm finding myself of late because I'm rereading a book I read years ago called The Dark Night of the Soul. And it's very, very profound by Anthony, I think it's Anthony DeMello. And here's a quote from this, and I'm finding myself sharing this more and more with people that are going through such experiences. Look deeply into your fears, and I'll just add an aside to that. The fears will tell you what you need to be doing next, rather than avoid them and move away from them, embrace them. Then he goes on to say, Take serious note of your defenses. See where and how you elude the demands of your existence. Maybe now you will see the cosmic wisdom in your dark night. You have to change course and rediscover your own direction. You have to surrender to the steaming motion of your self-realization. Your dark night is preparing you to be yourself. 
It is reenacting your birth as a person. It is offering you an alternative to absorption in your manipulative culture. Your dark night is forcing you to consider alternatives. It is taking you out of the active life of submission to alien goals and purposes. It is offering you your own approach to life. You can sit with it and consider who you are and who you want to be. You can be fortified by it to stand strong in your very existence. These are very, very powerful words. I want to encourage you to just lean into them. And whatever you're going through, no matter how intense or how painful or how confusing or how frustrating, this moment in time is an opportunity for you to experience a new way of being in the world. I would suggest that you're being challenged to think beyond all the ways that you've held in the past. You're being challenged to learn from the past, lean into this moment so that you can redesign yourself in the future. These are very, very exciting times, but I know having been through it myself that these are not easy times and they can take this whole period, this whole dark night of the soul can take years But what I know for a fact is that, again, if you lean into it, and for many with my clients, many of them, we work on looking at the practical aspects of what's going on. Again, we look at what's underlying those. I would recommend if you don't have a lot of resources around you or you don't have a solid coach or a mentor, one of the things that I have my clients do, and I I design work for them to do this in a very specific way, but you could do it in a less specific way, because ultimately, you know what you need more than anyone else, is to just really sit and journal every morning, stream of consciousness thought, whatever thoughts come for you, even if it's your grocery list, it doesn't really matter. Whatever is on your mind, just let the pen flow and look at the thoughts that are rising up for you. Do that for a week. And then on the weekend, you can go back and you can highlight the things that stand out for you in your journaling. And I can promise you that you will see a pattern. And within that pattern, there are many, many answers. And then you can start to build an action plan one step at a time. And depending on how in the depths of this you are, it doesn't have to be a big, let's solve it all kind of action plan. It can just be, what do I need to do tomorrow so that I feel alive again, so that I feel you know, like I'm getting up each morning and and kind of having a sense of whatever is next for me. That next best thing will not reveal itself until you acknowledge what is without judgment. That I can promise you. And one of the mantras that I adopted for myself years ago when my son was a baby, and many of you who listen know that I had a son with a very rare metabolic disorder, and our son, Michael, was only supposed to live to the age of two. I spent the first two years of his life in utter fear. Literally every morning when I walked into his room and put my hand on that knob, I was terrified that he would not be breathing. It wasn't until I accepted this is what is. I have a child with a life-threatening metabolic disorder that I will probably lose in my lifetime. When I accepted what is, I was then present and able to step into what was possible. So the mantra that I lived for in those early dark nights of the soul was sometimes you have to accept what is 
before you can do anything about what isn't. The alternative of that is we just stay in this cycle of confusion, overwhelm, despair, whatever it is that you're feeling, and we never are able to move forward. And the world, as you well know and have heard me say too often, is overflowing with people who are walking around with deep, deep wounds, often having to self-medicate just to get up and survive each day. And what I want to say is that you don't have to be one of those people. When you embrace that the dark night of the soul is an opportunity for growth and development and a brighter future, and really look at what is going on again without judgment, you will begin to see your way through this dark night onto a much brighter life and a bigger life and a really your best life, that I can assure you. So this is Dr. Sharon Spano just offering you a few things to think about based on all that I'm hearing out there and all that I'm seeing. Sometimes it's easier for me to say it to a larger group than to have to keep repeating it over and over again. I'm here as you need me. And if you are finding yourself in that dark night, you can always reach out to me at Sharon at SharonSpano.com. In the meantime, I want to encourage you to keep listening to the other side of potential. We have some exciting things coming up. I'm rebranding everything that I'm doing based on the needs that I'm seeing out there in the world, and that will impact you as listeners. And we're going to repurpose the other side of potential. I'm not sure if I'm going to change the name or not, but we're going to repurpose it so that I can be more available and I can bring in thought leaders that will help you move through these very challenging times of transition and change. And remember, as I always say to you, that we are in, without a doubt, one of the most important evolutionary moments in world history. As painful as it is, it is a very exciting time, and it takes each and every one of us to get us where we need to be as a cohesive world and a peaceful world where we can stop so much of this division from the the micro level that where it may be happening in your own homes across the dinner table to the macro level of what we're seeing in Europe. All of this can transition and change, and we each can be a part of that transition. So until next time, this is Dr. Sharon Spano wishing you a safe and happy evening. God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Other Side of Potential podcast. Please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform so we can continue helping family businesses thrive. For more information on how Dr. Spano can help you in your own family business, visit SharonSpano.com to schedule a complimentary consultation.